Hello and welcome to Pokedex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokedex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 72 and 73, the Tentacool family. And we design our own evil organization on this week's fan-submitted hypothetical. Let's get to it. Starting off, number 72, it is Tentacool. It is the jellyfish Pokemon. It is water and poison type. Cool. This is the first time we've had this uh, this combo. And, you know, at least they're putting something. I wonder if we're going to get one combo of each. Like, if we're going to get a blank poison for every type. There's no dragon in poison. Well, they ruined that one. All right. <laughs> I'm already disappointed with this. All right, let's get into some bio info. Uh, in a shocking turn of events, I actually don't have any questions to start off this time for this poke. Ooh. Because... It's a jellyfish. <laughs> because I, I am purely eating my words. I, you know, as I think back to the prior episode and think about how excited I was to be truly in the weeds of spectacular <laughs> Pokemon, uh, the Dex has humbled me, and we are back to a world builder. <laughs> this is uh, this is the leisurely pace that we love to reference in the opening of the show. Don't get too excited. Don't walk too fast, and don't have too much fun. Because here's the jellyfish. <laughs> We're back, everybody. <laughs> I, no, you're you're right. That it did is you miss just... Ekans and Spiro? We're back, baby. <laughs> uh, no, it's just a cartoon jellyfish. Sure, it's heavily stylized to be. Pokemonified, but yes, it is a jellyfish. Ooh. All right. If anything, Tentacool has at least given us the word Pokemonified. Oh, okay. I really like that. <laughs> uh, the only there's only one really like cool thing about the design element that we get. The head of the jellyfish, if you look at it, is kind of an alien head. So that's something. It's kind of a reference to you know, old B-movies, and it actually reminded me of like Mars Attacks. I have a note for Tentacruel, but I'll just throw it out there now uh because it's relevant it it kind of applies to tentacle a little bit but mostly tentacle these things look to me exactly like the spaceships from war of the worlds oh definitely it's a hundred percent just kind of i don't even i don't know the word it's not a stereotype but it's definitely yeah it's cliche it's like the most b-movie type thing you can think of it's the the little green men the flying saucers that is pretty much exactly what this is. I do have a complaint about that, though. Okay. I don't think they leaned into it enough. No. And actually... I think that they could have taken... Like, there's some elements of, like, a squid to it here as well. Like, this has some 95% jellyfish, 4% squid, and 1% like B-movie spaceship monster aliens kind of deal, uh, or B-movie creature, whatever you want to call it. What they really should have done is like 50% jellyfish and like 20% squid and then the remaining 30 lean into that B-movie. Like this would almost be a cool idea for instead of making it water and poison, make it water and metal and like lean nice. into the spaceshipy kind of uh, uh, aspect of it. Now, I mean, you're definitely right that they could have leaned much harder into it. And it was really when I was reading kind of the trivia in the background, I'm like, oh, look at that. It's based off of B-movies and stuff. And it's only when you really think of it that, sure, if you take off the tentacles, it, just, it does just kind of look like an alien's head, but yeah. it's just not enough. It's still just a jellyfish. We, we could have gone harder. Now, they will eventually go a bit further into this. I don't know if you saw this behem back from Gen 5 uh, is uh -huh. kind of just them pushing the idea further where it's fully an alien. Yeah, that one's straight up alien. Not so much B-movie, I guess, you know, kind of only in concept. But this is this to me is the closest we get to those silly old movies that Mars Attacks was 
was given us. Kind of a so, mystery science theater. <laughs> so even the Pokedex entries are <laughs> they read like somebody doing like Peggy Hill musings about a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, duh. It's kind of uh, a little obvious, but uh, it drifts and seas. It goes where the tide goes. Don't let it wash up on the shore. It gets dehydrated. <laughs> duh. The entry for yellow says basically it dries out if it's out of the water, and to revive it, you toss it back into the sea. I know Problem that they solved. mean, <laughs> I know that they mean like, okay, if it washes up on the beach, you have to like push it back in. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of like after a battle, you just have to walk up to a body of water and just like chuck it. <laughs> just plop it on in. <laughs> no, you can just go ahead and release it. You don't need this thing on your team. I'm a man. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> I was kind of imagining like a bunch of people like battling on the SSN with, uh, you're using an, a tentacle on the SSN and it you know gets knocked out and you just kind of like chuck it yep chuck like, it back whatever in. I, i'll catch another one did, did, are you really going to get attached to a tentacle plentiful uh it's also funny that in that dex they can't make plentiful any tentacle <laughs> plentiful tentacles if you will in that dex they can make no reference to it just drying out and dying but we get like ghosts eating children and things like that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh but no 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 the jellyfish though we don't want to you know we don't want to upset forbid. the jellyfish contingency yeah, of pokemon fans passes because it was in the sun <laughs> <laughs> all right there is one interesting bio fact in universe bio fact i found for it and that is it fires beams of light out of its crystal-like eyes. Hey, that's something. That's pretty cool. So it does kind of call the like red orb things eyes, I believe. I noticed that was... I really wanted to double check because it seems like they couldn't make up their mind. Is it coming out of the eyes? Is it coming out of the red things? Are the I red chalked things that eyes? up to a translation. Yeah, because I think that it's clearly coming out of the red things. And we, we might see that referenced on a card or two. Are the red thing? Here we go. Here right, comes question. the question. Question time. <laughs> Are the red things like hard, like a gem, like you would find on like a Persian, mm. or are they squishy and of the same consistency as a jellyfish? It's an interesting one, but it's got to just be still squishy. I mean, why? If they're like a gem and they're shooting beams of light, also, by the way. Um, <laughs> jellyfish shooting lasers is probably my worst nightmare. Yeah, because I already really hate jellyfish so much. They already creep me out to no end. They are just barely alive, and <laughs> I cannot imagine them having that level of weapon but not being able to think about stuff. The classic sharks with freaking lasers on their heads, I'll live with that one. <laughs> I'm never going in the water again if there's laser shooting jellyfish. No, they would be shooting at all times throughout the water. No, but what makes me say that the crystals are probably squishy is that it's still the dex references that its body is 99% water just like a real jellyfish but of course a real jellyfish is 98% water so I don't know why they had to be like that because it was written by a 10 year old and that was the only way he was able to one-up them this one's actually 100% water so <laughs> it's just a glass of water idea for a new inanimate object poke it's glass of water uh <laughs> do not give them any ideas you don't yeah, know that's what's a good coming point. out scarlet uh, and violet I, cut i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna cut that out cut i'll, that, I'll take that, that out <laughs> i don't know if this was intentional or not or if this was just me thinking about pokemon too much is the light beam shooting out of the top of it i wondered if this was a reference in some way to bioluminescent jellyfish and other sea creatures 
That is a Ooh. thing. It, there are different algaes and some invertebrates that are uh, bioluminescent and they float on the waves. Maybe this is a reference to bioluminescence in these invertebrates and dumb sea creatures. I mean, it could very well be. I kind of thought that that was more going with the alien thing, but I mean, it could, it could easily be both because... We are back to our classics of it's just scientific animal with little bit of thing going on. It pains me how much they didn't lean into the like alien side of things. Put in the LGM yeah. aspects of an alien poke into this kind of deal. And that would be a lot more interesting. Like it could be tentacool could be like the freaky alien thing and yeah. tentacruel is when it turns into the spaceship yeah, that the they ship. come down on boom all right i'm i'm sending an email to uh besides we Pokemon already got we laser beams as a distraction gimmick with venonat and they didn't want you to think about that it's a little bit boring <laughs> <laughs> is that just the move now is boom like lasers. anytime there's a uh a, a boring poke they're like i, I don't know freaking lasers this or something lasers though like oh man yeah that's gonna be the next evolution they're gonna uh, finally listen to the fans outcry for a Firo evolution. It's going to look exactly the same. It's just going to shoot lasers. Just with lasers. Let's get into some game data uh, for Tentacool. It, it's everywhere. Oh, this is the Zubat of the sea. That is what this is. <laughs> All right. If they ever have like canned Tentacool as like a, a food that you can buy, it has to be the Zubat of, of the, the sea. sea. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. The, the feeling that you get from walking around in caves and dealing with Zubat is the exact same feeling you get dealing with Tentacool because yeah. they can also poison you. So they they both have that vibe of they will give you a status that is really annoying to deal with while you're kind of traversing the area. Also, this family, part of the reason I'm learning why I had such a hard time with it, and this more applies to Tentacruel, but Tentacruel can be a bit of a formidable opponent. Part of it is it has pretty strong special defense and it has a lot of resistance. It's resistant to fighting, poison, bug, except in Gen 1, I know, uh, steel, fire, water, ice, and fairy. I mean, it was purely, it was only designed to be annoying while you are traversing areas. That's really all I can think that this is good for. This is meant to be an obstacle when you are forced to swim to your next location. You are supposed to be just attacked by these constantly and have them poisoning you. You can't necessarily one-shot them. I mean, if you're training something, it's meant to be a pain in the ass. You just have to have something electric. You have to, but the thing is, is that with these weak ones, as you're going, you kind of want to start training something. So maybe whatever you caught in the prior area, you want to give a chance in this area, and you have to train it against stupid tentacles. Yeah, which, and then the poke that you're working on gets poisoned, and you have to walk around with it twitching and you have to until it dies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, no, I would compulsively go back to the Poke Center because I thought I had to save all of my little items. I'm pretty sure as a kid, I just like never used antidotes or anything. No. I was like one battle and here we go. We're walking back. It must have taken me every time. I was like, so long. I don't know what I thought I needed them for. Unless like the only time I would keep going is like if I had like one poke got damaged like 10 HP, I was like, well, I guess I can risk it. <laughs> and now, I guess I can go against Youngster and his two Rattatas with my completely overpowered team minus 10 HP. Yeah, seriously. Now I have Cresselia taking on multiple Steelixes 
in the Arceus <laughs> game, and I'm like, come on, you can do one more battle. I'm like, come yeah. on. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. Yeah, I'm like, you are a tank. Tank all these hits. Let's go. That's all I have for uh, bio and game. Is there anything else you really wanted to talk about for Tentacle? I have a couple just oh. small notes for it, but I didn't know if you had anything about the, the manga or the anime. Oh, don't you worry. Tentacle and Tentacruel gets its fully gets its own anime episode. So, Oh, you know <laughs> what, though? Actually, I totally just remembered. I recently read uh, this is going to be the first time that i actually get to mention uh oh, something say about manga the manga thing. there we go i am or manga i'm probably the whitest person ever at the moment uh <laughs> whatever uh this is the first time i've ever read one bear with me uh but i did read through did you read it in reverse you read it left to right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it made absolutely no sense. I don't know why he just kept giving up pokes. It and was great handy. when he gave his starter back, yeah. <laughs> uh, I took a picture of a, a panel in it uh, f- just for this episode, read, looking at a newspaper, and the headline is, or it was when he was uh, with the Pokemon fan club, and it is their newsletter, and it reads, We Heart Pokemon, A Case of Pokey Love." And the subtitle for it is, that's the last bath I'll take with my tentacle. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) First of all. (laughs) I just have so many thoughts, but the first one was, if you just pre-pee the water. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the only time you're supposed to pee in the bath, so... Drop a nice bath of pee, get in with your tentacle, it'd be great. It could still be shooting beams wildly, though, so you'd still have to... You just have to watch it. Where would be the worst place to be stung by a tentacle? Anyway, what do you what have would be the worst for the- <laughs> to bring in the bathroom? <laughs> Ooh, uh, write that down for a uh, a, a hypothetical worst poke to share the bathtub with. Machoke. I was gonna. That's easily Machoke. Flexing. <laughs> All right, we got to get over that one. I didn't have any creepy breeding pairs, but we somehow uh, managed <laughs> well, anyways, to make it more uncomfortable. Tentacle and Tentacruel do get their own anime episode, so they, we do fully get a filler episode. So I will tell kind of the tentacle part of the story, and then I'll save the rest. It's episode 19. It's actually pretty early, and it's just called Tentacool, and Tentacruel didn't even get a cool pun name. So the crew meets a lady named Nastina. Wonder if she's good or bad. And Mm. she wants to build a hotel on the ocean, specifically on top of a coral reef uh, for rich tourists to visit. She is building right on top of a tentacle habitat and offers the townsfolk a million dollars to anybody who will just get rid of the tentacle. Oh my god. First of all, the gang kind of decide that they want to do it before backing out, which is pretty rough. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously the tentacle become very angry at this, so... We will see their response in the next book. Nastina is like straight up George <laughs> Lucas uh, creating a bad guy. Like yes. Darth Nastina is <laughs> Darth bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last note I have for Tentacool in the red and blue beta. It was known as Jilly. That's a good nickname for a jellyfish. Uh, I was going to say that's kind of funny. Jilly the jelly. I'm OK with that. And the red and blue sprite actually does look very alien like it is very kind of leaning into it a little bit more. Looks like just just the head of an alien. But it is not as good as that tentacruel sprite. We'll get there. Let's whoa, talk whoa, cards. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's talk cards real quick. Fossil. Here's our beams of light. It, it just is. looks like two flashlights behind uh, uh, a jellyfish. Maybe somebody just is shining a flashlight on it, and that's it just kind of sort of a myth that they shoot beams. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not the one that I thought you were going to bring up. Is it triumphant that you thought I was yeah, going to bring up? Okay. Because yes. it's a clay diorama <laughs> poke and it's amazing. That is, that's a good one. I do actually have one more and that is unbroken bonds because it looks like it's taking a selfie with its trainer. <laughs> Because it's got the one arm out. It's definitely the one holding the camera. I think they were going for like it's attacking the camera, but it looks like it's taking no, like it's a holding, super sweet selfie. It's holding the camera. I just wanted to bring up Misty's tentacle mainly because it is a rare and I don't know why it's a rare. I would not be happy to receive that as my rare in the back. <laughs> oh, cool. Wow. A jellyfish. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Especially because the other one is a common or an uncommon. So you could get two Misty's tentacle in the same pack. Just a sea of tentacles. Just like the real world. <laughs> All right. Number 73, Tentacruel. You used to be cool, and now you're just cruel. High school burn. <laughs> That's all it makes me think of. <laughs> it is also the jellyfish Pokemon. It is water and poison type. It evolves at level 30. Why is this guy cruel? Why was Tenta cool? cool? What makes a Tenta so cool? He's just a really chill guy. If you, uh, if you spend some time with him in the bathtub, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were really just trying to convince you that it's cool. I think it's just one of those, like, we're just going to say it. And then you'll think it. I feel the exact same way. I feel literally Tenta, one of my notes. Sick, nasty, awesome poke that you should definitely yeah. use. Yeah. Cruel is actually a really cool name, not to get things more confusing. Yeah, Tentacruel is not bad because it, it does imply something about the personality too. But By the way, the Japanese name for Tentacruel, it looks like Doku Courage. <laughs> <laughs> so Nice. <laughs> I would like a Tentacruel and Count <clears throat> Doku crossover uh, if that is possible. Doku Courage and Jilly. Tentacruel has 80 te tentacles. I'm going <laughs> to say testicles at some point. <laughs> Go ahead, let it out. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, so, real quick. Uh, it has 80 tentacles, so it could hold 80 uh, lightsabers if it was Doku Courage. But the shield Pokedex entry says that its 80 tentacles can stretch and shrink freely. Um, First and of I all, would, it does I, not I have, have 80 damn tentacles. does not. That's so full of crap. <laughs> but also, I read that, and the first thing I thought was tentacle shrinkage. <laughs> Hey, he was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> My tentacruel is a grower. <laughs> no, I would love to see, yeah, just kind of a general Grievous style picture of it with 80 different lightsabers. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty impressive collection, you know? All right. So this time the red orbs can fire ultrasonic waves. So it's psychic now. All right, marking it down. We have yet another accidentally psychic Pokemon. No, it's probably just so we can use supersonic and whatever. This feels like a completely redundant evolution for something that already has toxic tentacles. It references in the Pokedex using that to stun prey. And I wanted to do a little bit of research. So I started looking at what animals can use ultrasonic sound. Okay. Uh, bats moths grasshoppers and even mice and they all use it most of it's for communication and attracting uh, a mate it's just super high frequency sound i think dolphins can do it too at least they the echo that was what i was going to bring up next was dolphin and whales they that was the only one i could find setting precedent for a sea creature okay fine we have precedent for a sea creature they're, they're mammals they don't count also they are the only ones that i think are going to be using it for a more advanced type of communication, which it does say, I think in one of the Pokedex entries, it references that the ultrasonic waves can be used to communicate. What if an animal 
used ultrasonic waves or ultrasonic sounds for stunning prey it would make the most sense in the water where the waves could travel further it would make sense but jellyfish don't have brains so they would never think of it that is a good point <laughs> if this tentacruel could think about it it would be very dangerous you you mentioned in the beginning you had some uh regrets about last episode referencing that we were out of the boring stuff Yeah, all of my joy of moving forward yes <laughs> leisurely pace i was reading this and thinking to myself it's funny coming off of this poke right off of the back of victory bell victory <laughs> bell <laughs> yeah whatever that other one was i don't remember no it's funny coming to this one off the back of victory bell where victory bell felt like it had a believable stretch of something that you could find deep in the jungle it was a little over the top and put it into that mystical world but it was like i could see all of these things developing to be a perfect specimen or yes. a a large insect and or plant kind of developing along this path obviously it wouldn't look like it it wouldn't have wackadoo eyes or anything like that this tentacruel i feel like they went for the same thing too far it's poisonous. It has pincers. It's wrapping stuff up. It's shooting ultrasonic waves. It has 80 independent appendages, 80 testicles flying all over the place. Um, <laughs> Expanding and, it has, and contracting. It, it, it's communicating. It's intelligent. It's shooting uh, ultrasonic waves. And it's poisonous. I guess technically it would be venomous. It, it's too much. Yeah, there's just something very half-baked about the whole idea, too, because... Victory Bell had so many stories and so many different instances of things that it could do, but this is just a jellyfish, so they really aren't working with all that much. We don't get too much about maybe, you know, its its habitat, how it interacts. We get a little bit about the communication. If they wanted it to be alien, they didn't give us enough story and background to kind of let you use your imagination. It was, it was almost just like half of too many ideas. I agree. It almost feels like if they're going to lean, same thing as we said for Tentacle, if they're going to lean into it being alien, lean into that and you can give it more reason to be... Okay, It. I would understand like it shoots ultrasonic waves because it's more like a uh, a mothership or trying to communicate with a mothership. I don't know. Just anything. It's that they, they thought of the design and they said, okay, this design really works because jellyfish kind of look like UFOs, flying saucers. They but do. They, but they didn't go any further than that. They didn't think to themselves what that would mean for a Pokemon to look like that. They just said, no, it's just a jellyfish. I will fully accept that there's definitely design limitations in Gen 1 and they have to work within it. But for the most part, they've done a really good job of thinking about stuff like Golduck and uh, Ninetales, where they've really had the ability to make these real world, real world creatures that have the elements of more fantasy stuff. Yeah, they can oh, do it. And I don't even hate the design. It's not even the look of it. It's that I want something, I guess, more in the Pokédex or, or just something to give me a little bit more of why I am encountering it or what it's even doing here because a bunch of tentacle floating fine I get that because you know I go to the beach and that's how it is but when it evolves and it becomes a little bit more monstrous it's like it somehow gets lost I would accept if they went the other way with it as well like you're talking about of like if they made this thing the Pidgey of the sea 
I could accept it. You know, but and- they tried a little. They, they, it's a weird middle ground where it feels like they tried too hard to have it be the Pidgey of the sea and a jellyfish, but it feels like they didn't go far enough to have it be something deeper. Exactly. And as I'm looking at the design, I can even kind of picture something to to punch this up. And this kind of has some elements of looking almost squid-like. And if, yeah, oh yeah. if they wanted to kind of lean into that Tentacruel is very smart, I think that even that could have pushed this over the edge for me. For all of a sudden, it has a lot of intelligence. Maybe the decks could reference that it's able to solve puzzles similar to a human, or even that it's... Or like an even, octopus. Exactly. Or something just like, oh, it's and it's unnecessarily cruel to its prey. Anything just to give me something to, you know, or, oh, you find it in the deep sea. That's exactly what I was going to talk about with the deep sea. The other thing that I would say that would have worked is, again, similar to Ninetales and uh, uh, Golduck being a Kappa, it should have been, if you want to go squid route, make this like a Kraken. Yeah, definitely. Even the design, it, it already works. Exactly. But instead... It feels a little, like you said, it's a little half-baked. Well, it's like they added so much that they've had added nothing. We talk about it all the time. Are you going to be a world-building, or are you going to be more into this lore the, like, fantasy side of element. Pokes? And yeah. this one's fine as a scientific Pokemon. I have no issue with it being world-building, scientific, but they could have gone so much further with it than than they did for whatever reason. I feel like we just did all the wrap-up for the family. <laughs> it's the full wrap-up. Well, let me, I will say... Uh, one Dex entry that I like. Yeah, please, uh, please, please. This is a rare Ashes Dex from the anime, because for whatever reason, Ashes Dex always says something completely different than anything else. Uh, it says, Tentacruel, a jellyfish Pokemon, an evolved form of tentacle. Its numerous tentacles serve as a powerful weapon. It is known as the Gangster of the Sea. <laughs> that really <laughs> matches the sprite that they gave it for red oh, yeah. and blue. All right, but who's who's walking around calling it the gangster of the sea? <laughs> Me. I would like to call it that now. You see it from a from a cruise ship and you're like it's just a stone cold gangster of the sea, you know? The the Gen 1 sprite is just sitting there tentacles crossed mean mugging. Tentacruel did not deserve such a good red and blue sprite. Yeah, the arms crossed, the angry look. I feel the same way and it's wasted on this thing. I will I will give it credit, though. This was a pretty tough poke to run across. It has a pretty good uh, special defense stat, and it has a lot of resistances. And now, in hindsight, I am fully aware why 10-year-old me was full-on struggle bus against these things in the wild sometimes without <laughs> even realizing it. As I keep trying to hit it with special attacks oh my God. no luck. I think that this thing is relatively tanky, but... I don't know. I don't know if somebody's actually going to choose to use this on their team. I never used one on my team. And wouldn't you have seen a million water Pokemon by this point already? There's so many other things to, in terms of what it does actually, it has a shockingly good move pool. Uh, It can learn hydro pump on its own and it has some decent uh, uh, poison attacks as well. So maybe this is okay in the game. Maybe if you're going to use it as a tank, it is all right. It's really not that bad in game. I mean, the attacks for it or the attack side of it isn't that great but like like you said working as a tank it wouldn't be that terrible i never did because i i still feel that this was designed to be an obstacle fair enough is there anything you wanted to oh uh what do you have for the uh what do you have for the uh anime for this one well i do want to yeah i want to finish our thrilling conclusion uh to this episode so <laughs> this is very strange how this all goes down so the tentacle are actively mad 
Team Rocket goes out to start messing up and I guess eradicating the tentacle. And they have this, they call it like stun juice. It had a weird name, but they go to throw this stun juice on the tentacle and they evolve it into a tentacruel, uh, but it becomes kaiju sized. So suddenly we have a, essentially our first G-Max. We have a gigantic tentacruel rampaging the city Godzilla style. Nice. It uses Meowth. It puts its tentacles on Meowth and has it talk somehow, which is very creepy. Oh, and that's like uh, the first Independence Day movie. Yeah, which is probably is probably what they were referencing. But Misty just gets up on a building and says, hey, we will stop making this hotel, which, first of all, she has no authority over the tentacruel. <laughs> all the contractors are like, no, we won't. <laughs> no, but the tentacruel <laughs> is like, OK, and just leaves. <laughs> All right, for cards, I don't get why there hasn't been a tentacruel VMAX smashing a building yet. No, I mean, there is a reason I think that it hasn't been done, and that this episode has been banned a couple times um, because of its proximity that it's been aired to national tragedies. It's just bad luck, but unfortunately, it aired a little bit after 9-11, got banned oh for a while. Aired also shortly after Hurricane Katrina, got banned again. So oh I think that they just got tired of the optics uh, of just it looking bad and they're like fine we're done yeah that is a big risk when you make a, a movie about like disasters and stuff of like please god don't let this happen anytime before this movie comes out yeah i mean clearly they were going for a kaiju godzilla type thing but right man did they get some bad luck on that well let's talk about the cards real quick since i already jumped the gun and brought it up uh before we wrap it up for the family only one I have to mention is just triumphant. Again, it's a clay diorama. Other than that, no GX, Incredible. no V, no EX, no VMAX smashing a building. Uh, it's nothing really to write home about. I just had to bring up Misty's Tentacruel this time. Also a rare. But this one for me just... Well, that one makes sense. Yes. This one has really cool art. We never see it like from this angle usually. Uh, and this was the rare that was in Misty's intro deck that you could buy. So I definitely had that the pincer for misty's tentacles it's suggestive it's, it's quite penisy <laughs> all right well let's wrap it up talk about the family a little bit here uh i did want to bring up the reddit's favorites poll uh it is no surprise for this one tentacruel top 10 <laughs> number two no <laughs> uh tentacool was 596 that's super low uh for gen one and tentacruel was 345 okay I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not upset with Tentacruel's design. It's a fine design. It's just not enough going on story-wise. Yeah, I think I, I said most of what I had to uh, talk about when we were talking about Tentacruel. Uh, the only note I wanted to make further for the family as a whole, normally when I spend the time going back through these and looking at the family and researching and just spending time looking at them, I either find myself liking it more than I used to and going, wow, I kind of overlooked this a la Victory Bell. Or I find myself going back and going, this didn't age well and I'm not a fan of it. Definitely. Much like Middle King or Machamp. This one, no change for me whatsoever. It yeah, didn't. I, I truly feel exactly the same as I used to feel. It didn't move the noodle when I was a kid. It doesn't move the noodle now. I, I just don't like the design. It it falls short of in in a sea of 
much better designed pokes around it. No, I mean, I used to just be confused by the design, and now I think it's just because the design language is somehow too subtle and also too in your face. It's just, especially when you're a kid, I think you just can't make heads or tails of what it's referencing or what it's trying to do. Yeah, they just didn't pick enough of a road for it. You know, we got a world builder and we got another example of science plus something. In this case, it's science plus a pop culture reference. So it is certainly making the world of Pokemon larger. And I've said it before, you need Pokemon to battle and you don't want it to be just your favorites all the time. It's true. I mean, it's a good one to go against and it's a little intimidating. I'll give it that. Oh, this has got that going for it. That's all I got for numbers 72 and 73, the Tentacool family. Well, coming up next, we've got a great hypothetical uh, brought to us by a fan. We are going to talk evil organizations. It's time for hypothetical. We have a fan submitted hypothetical. So this one is brought to us by our friend Pokefan Tom. And he asked us to design our own evil organization, a la Team Rocket, Team Galactic, etc. So there is a bit of criteria. So he asked us, what is our evil team? We need to include team name, their ultimate goal, the Pokemon their grunts use, and the Pokemon that the boss uses, I guess, in that final battle. I tried to go with the same amount of Pokemon that I think that they use, This one's fully up to interpretation, and I definitely had fun with this one. All right, well, I'll start us off. Uh, We'll save yours. Uh, I know you've been looking forward to this one. Mine, I I tried to go a little meta with it. Mine is a little meta as well. Oh, man, (laughs) if we thought of the same thing, it's going to be so sad. It's going to really suck. A lot of people complain about the bad guys or the rival just being a nuisance. They're just annoying, they're in the way, and yet somehow the game is too easy and so i decided i want a bad guy team to completely turn it on its head and just be annoying and so the name of the team is team new sense oh okay all right yeah yeah team nuisance but it's new sense and they're all about smells and status moves so they're going to use victory bells and vile plumes and rosalia and whimsicots and garbiters and also loudred because they're annoying uh and <laughs> smelly lots of, and annoying Got it. <laughs> <laughs> lots of poisoning and confusion and burning and like i want all of the status moves and just constant annoying pokes to go against just to poke and prod their whole objective is to just get in the way of trainers they don't like pokemon trainers they're not trying to stop you they're not trying to beat you they don't care but they just think you're worse than them and so their entire thing is just they find trainers that are trying to be pokemon masters and they just want to get in their way and that will annoy me that will definitely (laughs) really annoy me as i go through the game they don't even want to stop them they just want to slow them down they want to make them miserable and their goal is to just make things worse for you they will serve their purpose and so the part of their shtick is going to be at the end of every battle they're either going to leave one of your pokemon poisoned Or since everybody complains about, oh, now your rival is too friendly and heals your pokes, they're either going to poison one of your pokes or they're going to drain all of your pokes health down to 10 HP. (laughs) And then they give you a little middle finger at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to go, we didn't knock you out. You beat us and everything, but uh, that poke's poison now. I know that you think this is too easy, but uh, suck on that. No, see, and I actually think that people would respond very positively to this actually because i think that all the people that this is meant to portray 
really do want that level of challenge, and they'd be like, I like this team. (laughs) (laughs) So again, the the Pokemon that the Grunts are going to use, like I said, Victory Bells, Vile Plumes, Garbodors, stuff like that. A lot of smell and status move oriented stuff. My final bosses team, I picked six pokes for them. It's going to be Vile Plume, Tangrowth, Toxicroak, Gudra, because that thing has to smell so bad. Oh, yeah. A Loudred, and last but not least, a Garchomp. Nice. Because Garchomp <laughs> is because super annoying. get so annoyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a monstrous team to have to go against, too. That, that is my summary of Team New Sense. Perfect. What do you have for me? All right. Please don't so, be the same thing. Thankfully, mine is not the same. It's only a little bit meta. I don't know. It's Maybe it's because also I've been watching some... Stranger Things, it made me think of that whole, like, satanic panic, concerned parents type vibe. Um, But this is Team Frown. Team Frown is a collective of concerned parents that Can I stop you? Can I stop you right there? Yes. Because you mentioned Stranger Things. What would happen if we put that frown into the upside down? (laughs) Well, they would just be the good guy team. (laughs) Would it perhaps turn said frown upside down? (laughs) You stopped my pitch for this. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) All right, well, anyways, Team Frown is a collective of concerned parents that do not like how young trainers are allowed to run around in the wild unsupervised, and they're up way past their bedtimes. Oh, I like this. Their goal is to make it illegal for children to become Pokemon trainers. While doing this, they are just going to steal Pokemon because they don't think it's right for kids to have them. Oh, I kind of like this. You know how trainers will give dialogue when they're about to battle you. Uh, Their dialogue is all scolding. It's just scolding you for being (laughs) a Pokemon trainer. The grunts are, in this case, just a kind of a collection of of parents. So they also don't know too much about Pokemon. So I just tried to pick derpy ones. So they have Spindas, primarily, and Burmies. When you get further in the game, they'll have Wormadams. (laughs) And I hope more than anything that all of the uh, grunts slash parents pronounce the names of the Pokemon wrong the entire time, too. Completely incorrect. And they also spell them wrong. (laughs) Might as well be called Team Karen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Our boss is Gertrude. And in the games, she is the sister of Agatha. You know, Agatha is kind of... We got some lore here. Oh, yeah. Agatha is kind of like the spooky gym leader. Gertrude is very nice and warm and welcoming, kind of like a warm, you know, reminds you of grandmother type. And she uses fairy type Pokemon, and she does generally help you through the game until she turns heel at the very end. They are fairy types with a focus on attacks that put you to sleep. Because you're, you're up past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> so her final team is, it's mainly fairy type. So it is Wigglytuff, Clefable, Grimmsnarl, Gardevoir, and then I added Musharna just to mix it up. Nice. Musharna's nice. very sleepy. And if we need a sixth, we can add in Komala. I really like Team Karen. I mean, Team Frown. We're, we're just concerned parents is all. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for episode 30, where we talked about Tentacool and Tentacruel. Find us on TikTok and Instagram. We are at Pokedex Pathfinders. We post fun clips, pack openings. Yeah, float on over there. Give us a follow. If you start to dry out in the sun, we'll throw you right back in with some quality content. (laughs) 
And please send us your idea for a hypothetical. We love uh, hearing feedback from the fans, and we especially love ideas for hypotheticals. We'll use yours, and we will give you a shout-out on the show. And if you have anything, we'd be happy to plug it for you. And we'll send you a cool sticker. We have sweet Doug Tree Bro stickers that you can stick all over the place uh but also you probably don't want to take those into the bath with you either no why not i mean you can take us into the bath with you take us into that bath all you want pokedex pathfinder is in the bath don't put stickers up in your bathtub that's gonna do it i'm ben and i'm andy and we'll see you on the next one or catch you on the next one whatever i normally say here see you